Demons run when a good man goes to war. Night will fall and drown the sun when a good man goes to war. Friendship dies and true love lies. Night will fall and the dark will rise when a good man goes to war. Demons run, but count the cost. The battle's won, but the child is lost. Two! This is Kari Payton. I'm Ezekiel on The Walking Dead, and I love listening to Two True Freaks Network. I think maybe you should too. Oh, shit! Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott, I'm back. And yeah, you, you made it to the hilltop, I thought you got this, lost in that swamp this, there. This is Mikey Z, I got lost in the swamp of moving my life to another location. So we're in the new studio, first podcast in the new studio slash apartment and first podcast i've well i was thinking about this earlier this first podcast i've done in a long time where i was not able to smoke like a chimney during it is kind of a thing for me when i can because we're in a non-smoking home now which is well at least at least winter's over yeah not necessarily (laughs) it's starting to get cold here again there's more winter behind us than there is ahead hopefully yeah we're supposed to get like in the 30s and actually it might snow tonight so we'll see well you live up there in the lake effect snow snow belt but well we're weird we had like 70 degrees in friggin' february and yeah i remember that yeah so (laughs) we We got a foot of snow was gone the next day then another foot of snow yeah we basically always have all four seasons within like a week any given week here but so no cigarettes, so this could get cranky on my end. But instead of coffee, we're drinking wine, so that should balance the scales a bit. Yeah. Uh, but Mikey Z here, zombie killer extraordinaire. Yes, I am in the same studio that I've been in for the past. In the Hughes? Year, year today. The Hughes are somewhere flying towards the East Coast as we speak in Atlanta, uh, no doubt. So, um, and not come oh, out that where they're to going? visit us, which is, we're going to shame them for that. So, yes, shame, ding, that's another show. Oh, look, we're in the same state and we don't even visit each other. Well, I'm working on that. We we are currently making plans to make it to Dario's uh, barbecue in Queens on uh, August 18th, I think it's going to be. So. Oh, is that, is that the date? Yep, so hopefully you can make it, um, and hopefully that's the date, because my girlfriend has to take time off work. She's not a disabled bum like me, but let's see where let's see where I'm working. But at that point, oh really? Oh, change is good sometimes, and sometimes yeah. it also sucks ass. <laughs> but <laughs> so far, this change to this apartment building is 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 cool. Uh, I need to. I think I need to change before I am changed. No, it's, it's so far, knock on wood, again better than uh, my landlord threatening to kill me so definitely low bar but we're above it well that's good yeah always raising the bar over there <laughs> In my life sometimes that's that's not hard to do <laughs> <laughs> although i still seem to be managing to move into smaller places every time but let's talk the walking dead and uh it's gonna be a rough one without cigarettes kids because i got some things to say i'm sure mr mike does too is season eight, episode thirteen? Do not lead us astray. Yes, please don't, writers. Uh, so we start off with Morgan, a nice little solo Morgan scene. Uh, he stands watching uh, the woods, and he has a vision of dead, bloody Gavin. Um, it's not a thing they, you know, we've had Rick talking on a telephone, we've had a couple other people hallucinate here and there, but not a big trope they go to. But we get Ghost Gavin through this whole episode. I think Morgan has done his fair share for hallucinating throughout the series. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like if they're trying to like hammer home the point that Morgan isn't quite all with us anymore. And I think we get it already, guys. But <laughs> it's good to see Gavin again. If bloody it is, even though he's got a hole in his throat. Yeah, <laughs> he 
he didn't get many more lines than he did in the regular show, as he just keeps telling Morgan over and over again, "You know what it is, and you were supposed to." You know, like well, I'm, I'm glad Morgan does. Cause I don't, I don't know what it is. I still would tune in to Fear the Walking Dead cast in a few weeks, kids, and we'll find out what it is. Maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to know what it is. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Uh, he, he tries to kill Ghost Gavin because crazy. Uh, and he, he snaps out of it briefly when he hears a horn in the distance alerting him to the arrival of the savers. I, you know, Morgan's presumably in a very important position of, of the, the siege to come and the attack to come, and he's losing his shit. So yeah. well, probably, probably not a at, good thing. At least somebody was there to blow the horn of Gondor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he runs to his truck and honks his horn, alerting a bunch of other lookouts to honk their horns. And then Daryl whips out a air horn. Always got to be the rebel, don't you, Daryl? Uh, <laughs> he is a redneck. Yeah, rednecks love their air horns. Yeah, and that's a good little. I've played a multitude of zombie games where you can find shit like that and use it to like distract walkers and you know rally the troops. I mostly to distract walkers, but it's a good little tool. And there's probably warehouses of them somewhere, and people just kind of pass them by and say, "Yeah, fuck it, air horns. Who needs it?" Well, Daryl's right on it. So we go to Jerry, Tobin, and uh, Cal, I guess his name was. He's one of those, uh, who's that, and will we care when he gets slaughtered? Um, yeah, I, was, I spent the whole episode trying to figure out who the hell he was. Yeah. And, and wondering why I think I should know him. Right, you know. Uh, Hilltop has just a, a constantly changing background of, of soon-to-be-dead extras. That, uh, we realize at this point we don't care what their names are. Especially because right now Hilltop's got the dead extras from uh, both Hilltop and Ale- no, for both the Kingdom and Alexandria. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, but they hear the horn and they prepare for battles. And there's some good scenes of people rushing around and getting ready for the fight. Uh, little Henry, Psycho Boy, uh, begs Ezekiel to let him fight, but Ezekiel and Carol order him to stay inside and guard the people. You know, in a big flowery speech. Right, well, that's you all must be yes. You are you are my palace guard, Henry. You must stay and protect the people. And then Carol just straight up is like, "You're gonna die if you go out there, idiot stick." <laughs> Much more concise and to the point. Uh, back in the hilltops medical trailer, we have Doctor Dana uh, Grill Sadiq, who has come to you know with his medical background in tow and offering to help. And she's really quite a jerk about it, and gives uh, you know. Just like, what are you? Have you ever done this? Or you ever, you had to, Under imminent attack is not the best time to ask for the for your resume. No, and and it's like, dude, you know, honey, this guy's been alive as long as you have in the apocalypse. He's probably figured a couple things out. And no one's out there offering it to help you, right? And I thought that they gave Sadiq a nice little blowback speech, and he, you delivered it well. And he was just basically like, it's like, hey, from the moment this started, all I've ever done is fucking shit I've never done before, and you have too. So back the fuck off. And and she respects him for that, and is like I like you. you know? So he passed the passed the test, um, and he might be head doctor soon anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> that night, Jerry spot. There may be a job opening. That night, Jerry spots a savior convoy approaching. And he signals Maggie. He did not eat any cobbler in this particular scene. We're just going to make note of that every time now. <laughs> and Maggie says, here we go, and we roll credits. So The fight is on. Um, and actually, just at the outset, I, I enjoyed kind of the battle. That was a pretty good I did battle. Too. Up to certain points where, as usual, the stupidity virus infects our characters. But generally, the action was pretty much top-notch. Yeah, this. Now the, well, have we ever really complained about the action? No, no, but I mean, there's still parts of the action that deserve some complaints, and we'll be getting <laughs> into that. Believe me, folks, uh, I'm coming back with a vengeance. Let's, let's put it that way. But, um, yeah, good start. The uh, Savior Convoy runs into a spike strip. Uh, you know, classic take-out-the-tires thing. Maggie Radio, Simon demands to speak with Negan, and she threatens to kill the 38 Savior prisoners unless Simon retreats. We kind of figured he'd be like, yeah, well, damaged That's goods. <laughs> yeah, screw them. And proceeds with his attack. And, of course, douchey Gregory's got to be right there to be like, oh, you didn't really think that was going to work, did you? And Maggie should have shot him right there, in my opinion. But, I wonder if right. there might have been a different result there if Negan was there. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Be- 
Because Negan is the people are resources uh, king. Right. Well, he, I, you know, Dwight points out in a bit that he definitely wouldn't be right now. As actually, Simon mobilizes Dwight, says, you know, you know, he wouldn't be cool with this. He might still no, be. No, Negan there. would not be doing this if. No. Uh, and Simon, you know, just blurts out, you know, it better to ask forgiveness than or beg forgiveness and ask permission, you know, there's some Simon. He might, he might, what do you think? Do you think Simon is eventually going to have a talk with Lucille? Oh, I'm, it's pretty good money on it right now. He'll either succeed in his little attempted coup or he won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say his head's up on the squishing block to be sure. Because um, Negan, that would make sense. You know, when my people are out of line, you know, and he's trying to kill all my resources, well, he's got to go. Yeah, I would say. He's the only one, really. I mean, like, you know, that it's got to come down to it because he's he's obviously constantly threatened, you know, uh, refusing. Or does he get thrown face first into the fire like uh, Dr. Carson the first? I think Negan's probably past the whole, you know, just do the iron thing uh, and the fire thing. I think he's, uh, Lucille's thirsty. He said it a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, so yeah, and I think the fans are you know we don't have to sit through the god awful tease at the end of six and uh, beginning of seven you know to see some head squishings. We want to see some you know more head yeah. squishings for that sin against us, and so they better make it good. <laughs> well, this, this storyline better end on uh, April fifteenth. Yeah, I think it. I think it definitely will. They got nowhere else to go with it. Literally, like no other battlegrounds. It's all going to be a hilltop. So. So the uh, the attack uh, is good. Well, Dwight and uh, you know uh, and Simon are arguing about if you know what do you think Negan's going to do when Simon's like uh, whatever, and it's interrupted by Daryl, very cool motorcycle machine gun attack, um, which was well shot and, and it was. I, I do question one part of their their uh, their strategy, but we needed it for the plot. I, I figured it would have been smarter for Daryl to just drive away from hilltop and not make them open the doors but apparently maggie being the the queen of the apocalypse we hope she is uh she's got a strategy and uh so daryl must have known they'd follow him in and she's got a bus that crashes into him or makes him t-bone the school bus and so they're you know right in the gate basically so not any uh room to get the the rest of the cars in it's a little sketchy though have we noticed that none of this planning has been interrupted by uh, Rick Grimes? <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, they they thankfully they smartly kept him in reserve for a change. Um, Maggie show definitely, and she's she's definitely a better general than Mr. Grimes is. Now was he there the whole time, or did he just show? Or did he yeah, because he up? showed up at like the last, the end of the episode, right? The before. last one you and me recorded, and but he hasn't done a lot. I don't, you know, or he, we. I don't think he did a lot in the, the episode you guys recorded with me or without you, me. You, you, you missed the one where he. Uh, you, was that the one? Did you miss the one where he chased Negan around the basement? Oh yeah, yeah, that was last week or the week before. We're a little out of time here, kids. So yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I've watched them all. I just <laughs> everything's getting to be kind of a blur lately in my life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that that's right. You missed. No, wait, no. Well, that's I not did, the one we got to talk about. That's the one you guys talked about without me. Without you, yeah, with that yeah. and, uh... So he was off he, on his little errand, you know. Right, he was, he, I was... I don't know if he was at the hilltop or if he was, if he was coming back from his uh, little side adventure. With oh, right, me. yeah, I guess he got, just got back from the Negan thing. Because he showed up at the end of the last episode you and me recorded, but... Right, that, you and, that was, and, and, and then the, the next episode was uh, his fight with Negan in the basement. Yeah. Um, so I think he returned from his adventure. Yeah, because he immediately... Well, yeah, just in time, basically, for his little uh, bush part. Right. But, the, but they definitely had a plan there. I don't think he just start, came running in from, from his adventure. and I think there was a plan for him to flank him like he did. Um, so, yeah, the convoy gets stopped, and battle begins in earnest. And say here in my notes, actually a great battle scene, though kind of... Still no thought going on to ammo supply. Uh, you know, they're just spraying, paying, spraying and praying. And as we remember, Simon and crew are actually using infected arrows. And they take right. out quite a few hilltoppers. 
um, or at least pierce them, and we kind of know what might happen. Uh, Maggie orders Diane to bring prisoners to her office, and Aiden, the, the guy that's obviously going to survive all this shit, maybe, um, offers to help defend Hilltop, but he's always been the one that's like, I don't, they, I just got forced to work for these assholes, like most of the people here. You know, some of these guys are real assholes, but I'm not, so he's, he's still trying to get on her good side. Well, you gotta figure there are people in the Saviors like that. Yeah, yeah. That aren't necessarily as unhinged as, uh, Paul Jesus. That should be pretty obvious. I mean, and, you know, the yeah. way they run things. And, and Daryl's been uh, there to see it. So, I mean, Daryl was offered the standard savior package after he did his solitary freaking penance. What's the, good president, what's the good president's name again? The good uh, Aiden, I think it Aiden. was. Or Alden. So, Alden, maybe. Alden. Yeah, someone calls him Al later. So, maybe it's so I'm imagining Alden. he's just one of those guys that, you know what? He has no love that he has any loyalty to the saviors at this point. No. Especially once uh, Simon says, fuck him. <laughs> right, and you know, yeah, exactly. It's like you've just been told you're cannon fodder, so it's like, well, maybe these guys with the walls are going to win this, so I'm going to try my luck over here. Can't blame him, nope. Uh, in the midst of battle, a savior stabs Tobin in the guts. We all remember Tobin. He's been like this semi-background character for a while. And uh, Carol kills the savior and runs to Tobin's aid. Simon spots Tara and orders Dwight to hunt her down. And uh, Sadiq offers to stay with, uh, stay with the gravely wounded Tobin while Carol rejoins the fight. Daryl sees Simon and Dwight sneaking up on Tara and shouts a warning, but Dwight shoots Tara in the arm with an arrow instead of letting uh, Simon shoot her. Wait, Dwight shoot Dwight shoots her? Mm-hmm. In the arrow. Or in the arm with an arrow. <laughs> she took an arrow to the knee. Uh-huh. So yeah. what do you think? Did, what, hang on, before you go on. Yeah. Do you think Dwight was shooting infected arrows? Uh, I probably don't, actually. I, I don't know, yeah. Because uh, we're led to believe probably he was, but I think he'll end up being the good guy and he wasn't taining his arrows. And I think he's still teaming. do I think that because I have outside knowledge? Well, you probably do, because I wasn't able to watch it tonight. We're recording on No, 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 I'm talking about from oh, the, the com- comics. Oh, the comics. Um, yeah, yeah, we do, actually. <laughs> Uh, I forgot about that. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah, it would make sense, anyways, because I, th- I think he really is. He just wants Negan dead. And right, knowing knowing how the infected arrows thing turns out in the comics. Yeah, yeah. We know how. Well, we know that there was an arrow shot at somebody from Dwight. I'm not going to say who. Yeah. That was uninfected. Yeah. So yeah, I got to think they're going the same way. Here. Because she doesn't get she doesn't get infected. Yeah, she and he's on as a, much as we were, might have been hoping she would. Yeah, well, he's he's on a redemption arc, so I don't really see them fucking with that. I think they're going to follow his line through the comics pretty closely, uh, which makes sense. He's good actors, good at it, and it just you know they got no excuse not to. I mean, even Tara with her one eighty mentions you know her and. Uh, uh, who, uh, Merle, you know, as far as he used to work for the bad guys, you know. Well, Daryl and Tara bolted 180s. Yeah, at the same time, basically. Yeah. Which is kind of, yeah. They switched. Which, uh, like the second time I watched this one, I, I was a little pissed at it the first time. Second time, I kind of gave it a bigger pass. It, 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 there's some logic well, yeah, to yeah, it. Cause, uh, you yeah, know, because Dwight, because she saw, she knows what Dwight did. Dwight, yeah. Dwight, Dwight went with the Saviors was yeah. to not give away their position. I'm not sure why all of a sudden Dwight is so, I mean, Daryl is so stubborn about it. He just, I think he just saw it from a just different perspective. He thinks he ran back to the Saviors, and in this one, he thinks he, you know, he. it looks like he saw Dwight taking, you know, trying to kill her, so. Can't really fault him, but... It just doesn't make sense to do that 180 after the way he defended Dwight in previous episodes. But he only really defended his usefulness at the time. Daryl's always still been like, yeah, we're definitely killing this dude when we're through. So he's only really situationally defended him. (laughs) He's he's looking at it from a tactical point of view. But I think Daryl's kind of been team murder Dwight all along once we're done with him. Yeah, Daryl's gotten that ruthless lately. He's just like, nope, they all gotta go. What do we think of suddenly full sentence Daryl? 
I, well, I like it. You know, finally earning that seven hundred grand an episode or whatever. <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> but, uh, We've moved beyond Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan dialogue. Yeah, which is nice. You know, instead they're listening to our show. They they know what fixes they need to make. It just happens too late usually to save the particular season. But back at it, Ezekiel and Rosita shoot out the headlights in this. Oh, here here's where my brain starts fucking having an aneurysm. Uh, shoot out the headlights on the Savior vehicles, and Hilltop goes silent and dark. And now the stupidity virus fully takes hold, and uh, Simon, Dwight, and the Saviors prepare to enter the Barrington house with a strategy that is even stupider than when Ezekiel's people got slaughtered. As they creep slowly over open ground in one tightly clumped group of targets uh, to the house, you know, not these even. tracks are side by side. Oh my! Sand people always ride single file to hide their numbers. God, no! It's like military. <laughs> I don't even know anything about military strategy, but it has to be military strategy one hundred and one to not to, to not not walk right in the open. Not when there's automatic weapons at play. You don't get close together. Automatic weapons or arrows or fucking grenades. You don't want your people that close together <laughs> because well, then there was nobody shooting at them either. Well, uh, but come on. <laughs> Who could so not? So there was stupidity on both ends. When I used to play guns in the fucking sandbox when I was five, I knew you didn't, that cover was a good thing. <laughs> so I just, no, I'm not giving them a pass on this one. That was, it was painful to watch. <laughs> but Simon. And even Dumber on the Hilltopper is not to uh, take advantage of this. Well, considering, wasn't it pretty much Simon's crew who just did the same goddamn thing to Ezekiel? No, that was Gavin's crew. Oh, that was Gavin's crew, yeah. But I mean, it's like, just come on. You just, you can't ask me to believe that the Savior's are the biggest badasses in the wasteland, and then have them do something like that. It's just, especially what I figured out the second time I watched it. Uh, it just made me even more mad. But Simon also, to add a cherry on top, literally does the Negan whistle as loud as he can, you know, letting anyone who can't see him know what direction to fire in at least. Uh, and then anyone not see this well, coming? Well, Simon wants, wants everybody to see how free his balls are swinging. Yeah, well, his balls are going to get shot off like that. So what good is he going to do? But, but suddenly, of course, a row of headlights turn on and blind the saviors as the house lights up. And uh, gunfire ensues. <laughs> and many of them fall as they would. And Simon is surprised. Yeah, yeah, completely. He's like, oh, who knew they still had some bullets left? Um, so, yeah, and might shoot him at us through this big house and this open field. No, I just can't. Uh, meanwhile... So what do you think? Is it stupid writing or writing stupid? It's just... I just don't. I think they're fucking trolling us now or something. Well, but are they showing us assignment is an inferior technician? I, I guess that would make sense. Uh, that Simon is arrogant enough to think he can do that. That could be. That I'll give a small pass on. You know, we don't know again, his hubris is getting the better of him. But, again, you can't ask me that these people, you can't expect me to believe these people have conquered a fucking, you know, the apocalypse with this kind of, these kind of tactics. I don't get the, I don't get the feeling that a lot of people fought back. Maybe. I don't know. With all the freaking gun lovers in this country are you kidding me that there should be like nobody left there should be like two people left and they each have five holes in them <laughs> I don't mean it's, it's never re revealed how uh, the saviors were started but you gotta imagine they started picking on small groups right yeah and eventually they became the biggest group in the land like, and you know what they used alright let's go Star Wars here for a minute hmm. they're the empire yeah they're oh, used yeah. to having overwhelming numbers yeah so they've, they've never worried about strategy no, you still have to have strategy. I mean, they do. I mean, it was hinted at that there was a guy before Negan who, you know, didn't have shit as well organized. And so, you know, when Negan took over, uh, things got a lot better. Things got a lot meaner, maybe. Uh, you know, maybe the, the guy before him wasn't down with the whole people are resources things and just went in and slaughtered whole communities. What if the guy before him was Simon? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean... I think you guys, you you kind of talked about that on the last episode, too, I think, and I just, I don't, I just don't see it. I don't see Negan letting, yeah, it's like the, 
nah, first, first, first day you get the first day you get into prison, you you go out and punch the biggest guy there, you know, and um, they were far more generous to Simon than I was. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't think I don't see Negan like letting the guy live after he took no. over. I think he'd be the first one to get the Lucille bat to make. I mean, the Simon. Now Simon is more bloodthirsty than Negan is. Yeah, and it's not going to serve him well. No, <laughs> it's obvious that he, that he just doesn't. Well, he's just got his thing, and you know he wants to do it, and he thinks he's right, and that's that's when power struggles happen. I mean, this power struggle with Negan and Simon has actually been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been and, and it'll come to a head, and probably Simon's head being squished. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, what Simon doesn't know yet is that he's already fucked. Because well, yeah, because Negan he, already knows. Basically. Negan knows. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so, laughs> kind of knew that was going to happen. I was like, you weren't going to keep that secret for long. Yeah, but I, I didn't think you'd find out from Rick. <laughs> no, no. Nope. But he could have just as easily found out from, like, Jadis when when she picks him up later, apparently. Yeah. Now we know who the Heap's prisoner is. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing tonight's episode. I mean, he made uh, that discovery. I'll probably watch that either tomorrow <laughs> or the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um,. All right, where are we? But a nice little uh, flanking maneuver by Rick. This is when he rolls in, and uh, but again, big siege tactics fail for Simon, like completely, because literally, uh, um, literally, he all he had to do was basically kind of pull his troops back until daylight. Well, he didn't even really do a siege. No, well, that's he, yeah. He, he just walked in with his dick out, with his dick out. That, that's but that's not any good way to no, win it, this particular not. situation. <laughs> it's not, especially since you've just had a disadvantage thrown at you where you're in the dark. But then, I mean, I you know I watched this again and realized later that when they they run off eventually, you know, soon after Rick attacks, that half their trucks still have fucking headlights and shit. Like, the ones they're riding away have headlights. I'm like, why didn't you just fucking pull those up first before you attacked, you morons? Because as soon as uh, the plan went to shit, so did any kind of thinking. Well, that's that's not how you win wars, you know. Well, Simon's not going to win a war. Nope, no, definitely not. But, I mean, shit, it's been handed to these saviors on a silver platter a couple times now, and, you know. I guess it would only be like a three episode season if if people were smart all the time. So right, and and, I, and it's too soon for the final battle. There's still what <laughs> three three episodes from this one anyway. So um, no two. Well, yeah, two nights next week and the week oh, after is is two of them. Wait, next week is two. Um, the fourteenth. Oh wait a minute. Well, this is episode thirteen we're talking about. Fourteen was on tonight. Right. So fifteen next week I'm and sixteen. Going by podcasts, I guess. Not, yeah, yeah, we're a little behind, guys. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, life happened. Moving. Um, so yeah, I don't know. No, no love for Simon for me as a tactician. No, no, I don't think Simon was ever really intended to be a tactician. No. If anything, what you do, in he never really of, showed any tactical abilities. Though the, so. the zombie, uh, you know, infected arrow thing and infected knives thing did was quite effective, as we'll learn here in a minute. Yeah, but that was Negan. Yeah, his idea. But that was Negan's idea. You got to give Simon props for having his his archers on the money. So he gets some, you know. But again, yeah, he had but like you know overwhelming what? force, and he he squandered it. But that was already you, given to him because you could have just as easily, and we know. Something like this might actually happen in the comics, so start, don't listen to Brian and Beth. Um, <laughs> but that uh, they could have just lit up those arrows and set Alexandria on fire, like will eventually happen in the comics. Um, well, they, they did that Alexandria already. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, remember in, later in the comics it happens again, like right around when Andrea dies. Oh, with the whispers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, and the, you've got them surrounded. Burn them out. You know, fuck this zombie play shit. Burn them out. <laughs> you think the show's going to do the whispers? Yeah, I think they'll they'll get there. I think they'll have to. I want to start those theories again. Who knows? Because I'm, I'm still just waiting to see what they're going to do. Well, I've heard, I've heard a theory uh, about last week's ep- about the previous episode to this one. But that would bring them even too, that would bring them too current with the comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you're, what you're thinking. You know what I'm thinking about. Uh, yeah. 
Ah, uh, yeah, they could definitely go there. They just kind of planted a seed. It doesn't have to take root until they're right. ready. But they just got to that place in the comics yeah. within the past two months, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd almost like it to see it be something different. Um, talking about the lady with the, you know, apocalypse survival kit. The cleanest week. person in the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, so she, she, she knows how to build a fucking washing machine out of straw and, <laughs> and reeds and, and rocks and. And apparently she knows how to grow marijuana too. Because, I'm sure, yeah. Because those those two assistants were looked stoned. <laughs> yeah, yep, most definitely. Well, anyway, back to this week. <laughs> Rick came uh, in. Rick. Yep, and Rick uh, eventually runs into Sadiq, who's tending to Tobin, tells them to stay low, and uh, pretty much almost kills Sadiq again because he thinks he's like a zombie <laughs> kneeling over Tobin um, while fighting. Well, uh, you can see how that would happen. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that one I'll give Rick a pass on, but uh, while fighting, Morgan hallucinates, sees Ghost Gavin again. You know what it is, he says, and he just kind of shakes it off and like, all right, really don't have time to be crazy right now. It's a new job on Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can't wait for the answer because I'm sure it'll be hilarious in a horrible way. Uh, Rick and Maggie run after Simon, uh, Dwight and the Saviors as they escape in their vehicles, and here's why I note that they still have headlights. Um... Rick tells Maggie he's on Negan earlier in the day and tried to kill him. Maggie's kind of like, duh, but thanks. And I, I swear it was the writer's week off, and some of them let their freaking six-year-olds write the Hilltoppers dialogue this week because it was just kind of like, I swear, that's what it felt like, Rick and Maggie. It felt like, like two six-year-olds talking to each other. I don't know why. We didn't get to the child stupidity yet. No, no, we're getting there soon. There's a lot. As I said, I turned a nine-page recap into 11. Uh, Hilltop cleans up in the aftermath of the battle. Maggie tells Enid that they lack the resources to fight off another attack. Tara downplays her wound when the 180 thing uh, happens, but Darrow refuses to forgive Dwight. and She's done a complete 180 and likes Dwight now, and she actually reminds Darrow, and I applauded her, that both her and Merle were once with the enemy, because we said this three fucking weeks ago. She says her and Dwight are square, and Rick is a little scene between Rick and Michonne. He's pulling planks off a bedroom window, and she tries to talk well, how, to him. Hmm? Tara was there, but how? I don't recall her being very on board with the governor. No, no, she wasn't. She was basically like this Alden dude, you know, who's with yeah. the Saviors. It's like, you know, you're in my community. You're going to fucking go to war with me, or I'll kill you. You know, that's basically what governor It didn't did. take much for her to turn, to turn her. Mm-hmm. I think all it took was chopping Herschel's head off. Yeah, you know. Or just, there's going to be people in the apocalypse that are just always going to try to glom onto the winning side, i.e. Eugene. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, they're going to be always fluid. You know, there's going to be a couple loyal people in the apocalypse, and they're mostly going to get killed for their problems, for their trouble. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> going to be the floaters, and the floaters are probably the ones that are going to end up on, you know... The last one's being killed, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the floaters will survive. The yeah. floaters will inherit the earth. I'm okay with being a floater. You know, my main Quora friends, they can remain loyal to me if they want, and that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but if I meet a group with bigger guns, <laughs> they can either still follow me to the group with bigger guns, or they, they're on their own. <laughs> Fair, fairly worn to be the friends of mine. Um... So, Rick's pulling planks off a bedroom window. Michonne tries to talk with him. and Again, it felt like little kids for some reason. It's like, I saved you a turnip. <laughs> just I laughed. And like, I saved you this turnip. Like, it's the last turnip in the whole fucking camp. It carved you a divorce snippet. It could be, yeah. And, like, <laughs> and uh, she offers to treat his wound, and he just kind of grunts. and I gotta take these protective barriers off the windows so the kids can get uh, some air. Apparently Rick and Daryl have traded dialogue. Yeah, yeah, Rick is just kind of grunt mode in this episode. Um, well, actually, maybe if one of them talks, maybe only one of them can talk for the budget in a particular <laughs> episode. That could be, too. So, Maggie watches Jerry digging graves for the dead, and she cuts Alden's bonds and tells Tim to bury the dead saviors. And he's like, you know, these aren't my fucking people. I'm glad to see them this way, he says. 
a Diane commends Maggie for being a good leader, but she uh, she's kind of like, hey, I just want to kill everybody. I, I just kind of lured, lured them here so I could kill everybody. I didn't really give a shit about you guys. I just wanted <laughs> yeah, to kill everybody. Which is, which is self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so. I wouldn't be giving me any fucking medals yet. <laughs> I am not going. I'm not going to the Maggie Ree uh, motivational speaking uh, seminar. No, um, I just wonder. It's like we're almost being made to not like Maggie all of a sudden. Well, she did wear that uh, the widow moniker, mm-hmm. like a badge of honor. I did like that. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. Because I don't, I don't think Simon knew who in the hell Maggie Ree was. No, no, surely not. But I mean, Negan's the one that basically made her mythic, so it's right. his own fault. You know, that she he knew who, who, who she was when she said the widow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So Carol visits Tobin, who is recuperating in the infirmary, which we think anyway, and apologizes apologizes for leaving him back in Alexandria. She admits that she had started to develop feelings for him, and we all vaguely remember that they hooked up like three fucking years ago. What is it, season five? Something like that. I don't know. I remember her like walking out of his house doing the walk of shame in the end of one season or something. Right. And uh, I think it was like the one she was taking off and gave him a nice goodbye bang or something and, and made all the Carol Daryl shippers' hearts break. Um, so they have a nice scene, though, and even though we don't really care, uh, and Tobin's being all hopeful and shit. So I spent that whole scene wondering, why do I know this guy? Right. So <laughs> he's been a good character actor background guy, and he just pops up and says something important or expositional every now and then. Um, they have a nice scene, and he's being all hopeful, so we know he's done. Um, Alden digs graves for the saviors, and Jesus locks the prisoners in the pen. Jesus just appears. You know, he's like, he's been As Jesus for a couple. want to do. Yeah, he just poof. I don't know if we brought more food or not. doesn't matter because Book Lady or last week, you know, had some. So we don't know what happened to Jesus. We'll, they'll probably save that for a filler episode in fucking season nine somewhere along the line. Turned all the happened bread, to Jesus? all the bread and the fishes. don't care about, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Henry gets his hands on a machine gun that someone just left lying around in this sensitive time of fucking gun safety. Well done, writers. Um, Sadiq offers to treat Rick's wound and, and tries to con- console him about uh, Carl's death, telling him about a prayer for the dead that is coincidentally the episode title, and basically trying to remind him of his son's dying wishes, and Rick just goes, don't, uh, rah, uh, and walks off. Uh, still with an untreated wound that could get infected. Mm. Uh, that night, Maggie checks in with Do you remember him. how Rick got wounded? No, didn't show it. So yeah, I mean, could have could have been a dirty knife too, uh, unless it was with Negan. Is maybe something he I mean, probably. With probably yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. Probably from his fight. Was, with that was a good brutal little. That was a pretty battle. good fight. I, I like I that, that. Yeah, from last episode, I didn't get to chat with you all about it, but I, that was a good scene, and it was just funny. It was, you know, it was kind of the first time we've seen a chink in Negan's armor, and he's actually fucking bargaining. I thought that was great. Oh, Negan with. You know, I think Negan's scared. Sure. He's never, as you said, he's probably never had anybody like this stand up to him. So, no. at least not to this effect. Or it's just been really poor quality of people that have stood up to him because the, the Grimes crew are not exactly as badass as they think they are. <laughs> well, I think I said this last week. Uh, Rick is starting, you know, the, the beard is growing in. Yeah. Rick is starting to look like the Rick that rolled into Alexandria. Yeah, yeah. The guy that Negan said, I would not have fucked with this guy. Yeah. Rick Maybe is starting to look like, look like that again. Maybe that's the key. Rick's got, like, this beard Samson thing going on. Yeah. Uh, recording this on Easter Sunday, actually, so that's nice and appropriate, religiously. Um, yeah, so, so was maybe... Jesus moving out of nowhere. <laughs> that, too. I didn't even consider that. That didn't happen on, <laughs> on Easter, actually, but... Uh, yeah, you should have saved that one uh, <laughs> for tonight. Uh, okay, so we've offended the Catholics. Who else? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess all the Christians, I guess. I gave up religion for Lent this year, I said. Yes. But Lent is now over, so you have to find a new reason to give I it up. I thought you had a year. Well, um, 
I, I don't go. <laughs> well, I just rem- I don't go either. I just remember. Yeah. I, re- uh, I still have the indoctrination. I'm not even remembering enough anymore. If I went to a Catholic church right now, I'd remember about a, uh, an eighth of the dance steps, and I'd feel like an idiot. So. Uh, and I still know the cross, and I, I, my Hail Mary isn't anything else that's done, though. So... <laughs> The uh, most church I see these days is when somebody posts that uh, may the force be with you and also with you meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Catholics don't even do that anymore. And maybe it wasn't the church I went to was uh, it's not an also with you anymore. It's and with your spirit they started doing. Oh, is that what they're saying now? Yeah, it's just like that. What the, that what the kids are saying these days? Yeah, that's, that's their new thing. They're very insistent on it. You know, there's like, no, you have to say it this way now. And everyone, it took like weeks for anyone to start saying it that way because they probably yeah. got mad at all those Star Wars movies. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back back to the show. We still have more ranting to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, where were we? So, oh yeah, that night Maggie checks in with the Hilltoppers as they prepare beds on the floor of the main house. Uh, and a wounded resident tells Maggie that he's doing well after Sadiq and Dr. Dana stitched up his wound. Uh, again, she gets the, you're a good leader speech, and Gregory was a fucking asshole and never did this well. You're much better, despite the fact your people are, are dying sh- on the floor, are dying. getting a shot at all the time. You're a better leader. <laughs> <laughs> now comes the fun time, kids. Uh, as we expected, Tobin dies in his sleep in the middle of the night. Uh, a while later, he re- now I'm really I wonder if they left this ambiguous um, because they kind of left Tara ambiguous, but he dies in his sleep. But he could have just as easily died from his wound, although I guess he was supposedly stable and not. Okay, the here's the problem: where was he shot? Well, he wasn't. He was. Remember that guy came up to him and stabbed him right in the chest. I mean, it was a pretty bad like sucking chest wound when they showed it. <laughs> Because eventually later on, later on, because well, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of us. I'm getting ahead of us, so I'll wait. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. I'll wait till we get there. Okay. But yeah, he dies, uh, and of course, a while later, he reanimates and devours an unsuspecting medical attendant and Doctor Dana. So I said, Sadiq's king Job shit opening. doctor now. Um, in the main house, a wounded hilltopper reanimates and tumbles down the stairs. Where a group of people are sleeping, much like Simon's crew, clumped together and stacked on top of each other like human potato chips, and are slaughtered in short order. Well, <laughs> in their defense, they're not expecting to be eaten. No, but, I mean, there wasn't even... I guess they decided they all had to stay in that one goddamn building, but no other rooms you could split some fucking people up in? I'm just saying. All right, I po- I po- one grenade takes out, like, 20 people in that situation. I, I posted something on Facebook about this when I was watching the episode. And let me see if I can find it. And somebody posted, you know, put a comment on it. Let me see. Hang on. All right, while you're doing that, I want a sound effect for... Oh, it was, it was, it was Professor Alan Middleton. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, seems to me you'd have armed guards in every sick room just for this eventuality. Right. Or Absolutely, pers- why don't they? Or a person on watch, one person awake, <laughs> With a sleeping in shifts. Weapon would be preferable, but even just awake would have saved a lot of trouble. So, it brings me to the re- that the they were not that's expecting me him to drinking die. wine. That they were not expecting him to die. I ain't been drinking, Barn. What's are, that? The sav- are the saviors coming? <laughs> they might be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the, again, just don't know how some of these people survive this long. Really don't. But, but it, it just doesn't seem like they were expecting Tobin to die. No, they couldn't have been. Or they would have been like, I don't know why Carol wasn't up. Like, anyone with a fucking cut, you know, anyone bleeding. We don't know if they're, someone got bit or, you know. No, and I, again, I still can't believe... Well, there were no walkers, so nobody's expecting a walker. Right. Again, I still can't believe nobody who's smeared blood all over their body has ever died, you know, from the infection before, so... It's just, I'm still pissed about that particular plot point. And shouldn't he, and nobody noticed the fever, or... 
Yeah. I mean, There's a whole he, stage of symptoms that come with a walker bite. Right. And he went. And we saw none of really that. Quick. That's, that's why I question whether he actually died from the infection or if he died from, you know, just his wound. And then pretty much he started the, the chain reaction of everyone getting eaten. <laughs> so I don't think we really even saw anybody else die just from their knife infected wound. Well, the one guy at the end was in the bed and getting the. Yeah, so. I guess All right. If we're talking about it now, we're talking about it now. I'm going here. Okay. Somebody says when they when they when they eventually find that find figure out what happens is that says no one got bit. We learned in season two that you don't have to get bit. Right. That's why I just. Why is that suddenly an issue? Unless they're realizing that Tobin did have the bite symptoms. Well, that's it. I, Carol. But said we that. we never there was never any hint of it. No. No. And he just got worse and died in the middle of the night because, time, you know, Walking Dead time, whatever we need to fit the plot, that's how long shit takes. So, yeah. Well, because literally, like, most of this stuff happened, we assume, between the time the lights went off, it did. You know, it happened overnight, but it's not even like yeah, it was fucking, overnight. Not even like fucking daytime when the chaos, you know, starts. And we've seen people with bites that have lasted fucking days and shit so yeah they're just they're always it's always just whatever the plot needs and it's always pissed me off <laughs> some people go days from a full bite and you know you get a scratch from a dirty knife now and you're a fucking zombie within an hour so whatever yeah. well that was an inconsistency in the comics too yeah yeah it was I mean it's, it's never been so to be fair years. we can't really blame the show for this one no but they've they- they I think they've used along. it a lot worse than the comics have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially situations like that. Like, as you said, at least show us, you know, I, I guess when he died, they did show kind of his face looked like it was, you know, he was obviously having the infection deal, but uh, it's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Uh, Alright, back to young Henry God help us uh, He walks up to the savior pen As we pretty much figured he would With the machine gun And demands to know who killed his brother uh, Gregory tries some diplomacy and sympathy And Henry threatens to start shooting savers Until someone confesses And he's interrupted by screams from the main house And we had Any how Where did we get any inclination That he didn't believe what he was told mm-hmm. Henry we- yeah. Well, he oh. was told by Morgan that Gavin killed his brother. Right, yeah, I don't know. He just didn't believe him, you know, his plot. Because <laughs> we need the saviors to get out uh, so Eldon can fucking prove I, his worth. I mean, maybe even to one or two cast. scenes of Henry questioning that. Yeah, nothing. I mean, it's just... And then know. all of a sudden he's he's picking off saviors until someone confesses. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the psycho parents have done their job well, I guess. Uh Oh, who knows? Yeah. And I think Bad Jesus might have confessed if the scream hadn't happened. Because he was getting a little scared back there. You really think so? You think fucking, what's his name there, would have said, yeah, I killed your brother? No, he's too much of a slime. He would have blamed it on Alden. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> might have. He was, he was getting pretty nervous, though. Yeah, yeah. See, an unhinged kid with a machine gun it's not a bad thing. Were you sitting there saying, don't unlock the gate, don't unlock the gate? No, he's unlocked yeah. the gate. I think it was actually maybe Talking Dead, or maybe it was another review. I, well, we're not quite there yet, but no. Mayhem breaks out as the walkers attack, of course, and, and this is a pretty good mop-up fight. Rick and Michonne and Ezekiel, uh, Jesus and Sadiq fight back, and lots of people get munched, and even get an amputation, you know, emergency amputation with Sadiq, so he, if she was still alive, he could have been like, there, okay? Did it. Um, well, he, he did what he never did before. Yeah. Uh, Henry unlocks and enters the pen with an ultimatum, of course. If someone doesn't confess, within 10 seconds, he will open fire. Uh, gee, I wonder if someone will tackle Henry and take the gun. Hmm. Uh, I'm surprised nobody sold out to all Jesus. I know. it, uh, but I think that, shocked me. They must have ran out of extras, because you only really see, like, Alden, him, and Gregory. You know, and they're like, everyone else is kind of shadowy backgrounds until shit happens. Um, but a savior who was injured during the attack, uh, died in her sleep and figured even the saviors would have been watching out for that shit, but 
Uh, she conveniently reanimates and bites a nearby um, savior, and Henry starts shooting. But uh, Gerald tackles him instantly and escapes with the others. And yeah, it was either another review or Talking Dead. I don't believe a Talking Dead would have criticized them like this, <laughs> but kind of pointed out that's like you know, kid, you could just shoot through the fence. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know that. Maybe he thinks the wire fence will stop bullets, so I guess we'll give his yeah, you know, those, those spaces. Way. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty big spaces. It's not the bank. There is no uh, bulletproof glass here. No, but again, young psycho, so we'll, we'll give him marks for an experience on that one. But yeah, talk about telegraphing what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick Morgan and Daryl kill the remaining walkers, and they notice, like, hey, these are all our fucking people. What happened here? And Walker Tobin attacks a hilltop resident, but Carol wrestles him off and ends him. Of course, it's got to be her. And she informs Rick, Daryl, and Maggie that Tobin wasn't bitten. Um, and uh, as we said, Rick uh, recalls that Negan's bat was covered in Walker blood. And right, blood. because I think it was Rick, too, who, who, who mentions that. At first he said, well, one might have must have gotten in. Right, yeah. So, well, maybe a walker got in. Yeah, they all sound and, like idiots. And I think Daryl suggested, no, <laughs> these are all our people. Yeah, yeah. But it's like... Which, the, why is that surprising? Why? What else would a, would a walker munch on there? Right. And, and it's like, does it... It's like, you know, you know, we've been at this for a couple of years now, guys. Either A, a walker got in. You know, do we even need to have this conversation? It's like, okay, well, let's fucking mop up here. Um, you know, A, a walker got in, B, someone died in the night and became a walker. Right, or, which, which or, is what happened. Right. <laughs> or, you know, C, someone turned into a walker for other reasons. Someone should have been watching Tobin just in case. Yeah, well, it said they had no idea. Well, yeah, because he had, like, one of the worst wounds. Right. And uh, I said, I don't know how he survived that long. That was a pretty bad chest wound. Um but just generally, yeah, one one or two people sleeping in shifts. That's all you really need, guys. <laughs> Keep an with, eye on things. With a knife. That should be like standard operating procedure pretty much any single night. That you're if somebody apocalypse. turns, yeah. someone's got to end it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they haven't before. I remember Sasha was doing like round-the-clock fucking sniper duty and shit, you know, because she right. was going crazy. Um and, yeah, it's not like <laughs> this is their first trip to the rodeo or whatever. So you always have fucking a watch. In any war, it just not even zombie war. You Any any yeah. war situation at all, you always have round-the-clock watches. It's like, does no one go to a fucking library and pick up a copy of Sun Tzu or anything? No, apparently not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Yeah, Negan's bat covered in blood, blah, blah, blah. They put the dots together. Um, one random sick hilltopper earns his SAG card for their show and begs the main characters to end him, and they kind of look at him like, yeah, we will, don't worry. We're going to go through this again. Rick and Daryl inform Tara, uh, having been wounded by a St- Dwight's arrow, and she basically accepts her fate and feels like karma's a bitch for wanting Dwight dead. But as we've said earlier, I think she'll survive. Yep, she's fine. Yeah, and uh, he's being the good guy even more. And this this will be what will convince Dwight or Daryl. This will be the plot that you know Dwight didn't you know purposefully didn't infect his arrow. So that's what's going to win Dwight over or Daryl over. I think ultimately because uh, Arrow Bros, you know. Uh, <laughs> one minute. Wow. Wine's taking effect, kids. That's good. Alden helps Sadiq kill walkers outside and explains to Maggie that the savior escaped. I need a fucking cigarette so badly I can taste it. Uh, wait. <laughs> After Henry opened their pen, and he points out that some of the saviors are staying behind to try to close the gates and shit. And so Maggie's like, okay, maybe you're not so bad after all. Ezekiel and Carol search for Henry, do not find him, and Morgan once again sees Ghost Gavin and shakes him off, and you know what it is. Uh, I still don't know what it is. No, not even after, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I care. (laughs) Pretty much last scene, uh, Maggie and Rick look on as uh, Jerry and Jesus dig graves for the dead, 
and Maggie ruminates about the cost of the war. And, uh, yeah, the cost is one full hour of my life. Again. Oh, wow. No. No, I, it'll, I it'll did like more hours. I did like this more than I hated this episode. Great action in it. You know, it finally kind of felt like a war, uh, you know, a really good battle. Um, but just, again, my main complaint is when the stupid bug takes over. It's one of those things where if if you just watch the show and kind of let it wash over you, yeah, it's fine. But it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. No, and I guess our job is we've decided to scrutinize. And I don't know if that's making our listeners happy or not. Uh, the, the thing I found kind of funny in this episode is Carol basically straight up says out loud... You know, when she's talking to Tobin and he's all hopeful and she's just like, this never ends. This is never going to end. We're never going to get past this. It's always going to be another conflict or another group. And she's basically right. That's the, that's yeah, the entire formula. That's the, the Walking Dead. You know, the comic and the show. It's just one small piece of piece until you meet the next bad guy you know that's that's well to be well to be, to be fair be an awful boring show and comic right but it's just kind of funny that conf- it's almost like the the writers are trolling us and, and are becoming a little more self-aware of things and that might not be a bad thing you know if it if, if it's trying to be a parody of itself it's not doing well but if it starts throwing those shit in there like you know yeah, we get it. This is just this is the formula, and the best you can hope for is is an interesting new bad guy to try to kill our, our heroes, and and will make you think about who's the heroes and who's not, and that's cool. I should be happier with that, I guess. It's just some of the execution is what pisses me off about this show. It just pisses me off that people won't pay me millions of dollars to write a zombie show. That's really what it comes down to. I'm a petty man. <laughs> well, are you trying? To get anybody to pay you money as well. I'm not really so. not not putting any effort into it whatsoever. So I have no one but myself to blame. <laughs> and I think after uh, the Walking Dead has uh, run its course in both this show and the other, yeah. and maybe even once the comic has run its course as well, mm-hmm. I think the zombie genre is going to have to take a little bit of a nap. Uh, apparently, well, I hear stuff like I heard Z Nation was really good, and I, everyone seems to love the I Zombie show. I can't just get into the concept i've never but yeah this this is my romero zombie universe that's all i need for a zombie universe so if this one shits the bed and jumps the shark then yeah i don't really need anyone to come in and fill that gap i got dvds so (laughs) whatever but you know um and i just think that this concept in general it's i'm not saying it it is a shell it's a very formulaic trope con you know concept it's like go from point A to point B and find new people to fight. And that's pretty much it. You know, fight zombies or fight humans. You know, if they really want to add something to the mix, then just have the fucking aliens show up or something. I don't know. Um, You know, I mean, a lot of the problems with this show is because they have to stretch out the storyline. Yeah. And I was was thinking about this, you know, over the week. Because, you know, I haven't watched it, but there was this guy on YouTube, I think, who basically condensed all of Breaking Bad into... Like a two, two and a half hour movie? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Wouldn't, maybe The Walking Dead might have served better as a series of films. Possibly. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't have to do all the bullshit. But, I mean, part of its original appeal was being able to take the time to get to know the characters. Well, the problem is they're too much fucking time. The, yeah. Maybe it, that's the problem. There's got to be a happy balance. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be, I think... Even Breaking Bad, like, I think maybe their last season was only, you know, they, they stuck to 16 episodes, I think. Um, but just like we've said about the now, Netflix Walking Dead shows, seasons are definitely longer than Breaking Bad seasons. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I swear Breaking Bad would do fucking four and then take a year's break. Well, they yeah. just took a much longer break. I mean, I think the last Well, I didn't was, watch Breaking Bad in first run, yeah. so. so. I uh, waited until, I, I didn't start until... It was the whole ex- show was on Netflix. It was excruciating. Like, the last season was literally, like, eight of the episodes and then, like, a year. Like, <laughs> a whole year, if not more. Uh, so, it's like, um, so, I think just the problem with this has always been is, like, it really is kind of a one-dimensional story. 
Uh, and so you have to hopefully make your characters better than that. And I just think they've run out of, I think they've stopped trying or, you know, if a character survives too long on this show and you get to learn everything about them, you know, you can't just keep doing flashbacks and like, Oh, this is what I was like before the zombie apocalypse. Cause no one fucking cares. But after a point, no one fucking cares what they're like in the zombie apocalypse too. Cause they're only one thing. They're like survive, 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 fight bad guys. Right. That's really all you is, can do. And said, kind of- I mean, have the aliens show up and then have Rick Grimes figure out how to wrangle a zombie army to fight the aliens, and you'll have me for another fucking nine years. The thing is, though, <laughs> the show has kind of shot itself in the foot by killing Carl. It, well, yeah. I, I'm because... sure they're thinking themselves in the writer room, it's like, oh, now we can do anything. And if they do, that's great. Now they don't have to follow any kind of roadmap, and that could be an advantage. I mean, after the All Out War story ends, in the comics, there's a time, because it, it will end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Well, they have an opportunity to reinvent then, themselves then a little a bit. And if they don't, then they're going to start losing more people. I think. Right. And, well, and then there was a time. There was a time jump. About two years, and Rick went into the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, see, and, uh, and Carl took center stage. Now, here's the thought I had, though. I'm not sure they have to do the time jump now, because we know the time jump scenes were essentially Carl's fantasy. Now that Carl's not around, we don't necessarily have to be like zip right to everything's cool and Alexandria is working, you know, for everyone and, and the communities are, are pretty much stable until we meet these crazy fuckers, the Whisperers. So I, I don't think you really necessarily have to do a time jump at this point. And if they're doing some weirdness with fucking Fear the Walking Dead, they might not want to. Like if they ever want that show to catch up with this one, then... I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go like two years into the future. Okay. So okay, maybe they won't. So that but that do, might. But do we do we really want to watch uh, watch them rebuild? A little bit. Yeah. I, I some sometimes I want a little bit more of you know just everyday life. It should be a zombie soap opera. You know, it should be it should be like care about these people outside of the context of any conflict. I don't know how you successfully do that when you've sold yourself as a zombie show, but. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but the problem is, you know, if, I mean, I, I can't say if the show wants to have any longevity. We're in season, what, eight? Mm-hmm. And we're going to have season nine. Yeah. I mean, what any show has to do, any show that's had, you know, a long run, I'm talking t- nine, ten plus years. Yeah. The cast is rotated. Yeah, there have been some, some marathon ones. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, I... I still can't conceive that some shows like Grey's Anatomy and shit, but I guess they have to had, you know, rotating cast somewhat. But, well, yeah, they've had a lot of cast is gone. Uh, yeah. Ellen Pompeo was still so there, I but... I can't conceive how, like, even shit like, you know, I don't know. Like, but ER had a completely different cast when it ended than when it began. Yeah. I... And, well, the, this is the show where you should do that. <laughs> and they're, they're not, not rotating them enough. Yeah, that's... that's they're not... It's all the Rick Grimes show. That's what I'm saying. It's all the same conversation. There's literally, like, nothing more we can get to know about these people. I mean, who are, who are we going to transition to? Carl's gone. Yeah. And I don't he think was, uh, that, that young actor playing Henry, I don't think he's exactly a strong enough actor to step up and be Carl 2.0. But if you're uh, going to have Henry be Carl 2.0, then you have to have a time jump. Yeah, I think so. He needs so. to be yeah. older. Yeah, definitely. So, who knows? I, mean, I, I think... I don't know, Henry's missing at the end of this one, so I don't know what happens to him, but... Well, yeah, there is that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah, yeah, I don't think Henry's going to be Carl 2.0. No. Um, and uh, there's still the shit, you know... It's unfortunately said that they can't do what Kirkman does with the book because they're, they're having some issues with some of their players these days, you know, contracts and stuff, and so they, they're either going to adapt or they're... I don't know, they're going to sink, because that's the problem with making the main characters, you know, so important to it for so long. And i got to think they lost some people after Carl, you know, probably maybe book readers more than anything, because we are kind of, because we... Because now we have no roadmap. No, but, and I like that, but 
I don't know. I'd rather. Have my, I didn't have a roadmap. I didn't have a roadmap until a few months ago. I'd but, rather have my no roadmap uh, with Fear of the Walking Dead, and I'd rather right then then with this not have fucking Morgan show up in it. And I'm really not happy about that. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, gotta. It's my drug, though. Guess so. I get it. Gotta wait it out and see what happens. <laughs> Instead of just reading spoilers about it and saving myself time. <laughs> this was a this was a quick episode. Well, at least it wasn't an extended one with massive commercials, so I don't think it was any longer than normal. It went quick because there was some good action, and and they kept the the conversations kind of short. The AMC app, for some reason, when I watched it, didn't show like two minutes of commercials. Really? Oh, that's so <laughs> maybe that's why it felt quick. Yeah. That's always good. I don't think I watched this one live last time. So I might have watched the AMC recap. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, we should try to get, uh, I was thinking of actually getting, this This will see if he's still listening to us, because he'll message me if he hears this, hint, hint. Uh, David Pascarello, maybe getting him on for the, the finale show. Which you know, just because he has, he's not watching. Yeah, I doubt he's caught up yet. Uh, but I, I actually kind of want to grill him because I do know he's he's probably at least into the second season by now. Um, and I want to see what his viewing experience is like, and uh, and and see what he thinks if he's still listening to us and spoiling basically the entire series. Well, for we've himself. already spoiled the whole show for him. Yeah, like he knows who ain't gonna. Sh- he knows who he's seeing in season one who ain't around anymore on our podcast so yeah yeah i kind of want to pick his brain about how that is yeah he's not uh no mention of t-dog in our uh in these episodes no nope nope he was gone long long ago all right apparently my cat is about ready to be a monster again so i think i'll cut this short hi why don't you end the show that'll work too yeah, get up here. Yeah, I know she wants to be on the table. You want to come and purr for the podcast? It's a very loud purr cat. All right. Yep. She's on the desk and about to knock my wine over. So. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so we're the Fear of the Walking Dead cast. I'm Scott. That's Mike Zumo. And we'll be back next week, hopefully with everyone. Bye now. Hi. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. <laughs>